New notification. You hear that? That's your notification for a new episode of The Love Fix with your hosts, Uncle Miggy and Hot Mama, the brother sister duo that covers sex, dating, and all things in between. We're not your therapists. But after spilling the tea from your latest date, we'll leave you feeling validated. So find your sweet spot and get ready to treat yourself to some good sexual healing. Hey, hoes. Another episode of your favorite podcast, The Love Fix. Episode 32, I just said, (laughs) season two, with your favorite host, Hot Mama, and my big brother, Uncle Miggy. And I'm very curious. How are you? Hi, Hot Mama. You're very curious, are you? I'm very curious. I'm good. How are you doing? Um, I'm okay, but I'm really curious. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Why? On a tangent, because because you told me something curious, and so now I'm like, ooh, what did you hear today? What did you do today? Well, I'm wondering if you've listened to the new uh, Andre 3000 uh, album. No, I don't listen to any new music unless you shoot it to me. What? Yeah, right. I, mean, I don't know. It just doesn't cross my path, I think. Well, I know that this is not a music podcast. Um, you know, every some people know I love music. Um, and, and Andre's 3000's uh, album came out on Friday, last Friday. And so I've been like listening to that and like really feeling it and like loved it so much that like I brought it into a yoga class. Really? And then today I was listening to a podcast about like uh, what inspired him to make the album. It's called New Blue Moon. And, um, whoo, I'm just like, I'm feeling like, uh, he is just like saying all the things that like I've been feeling over the last uh, few months. So share a snippet. What was one of the, um, you know, things why he write it, wrote it? Well, the first thing to know is that he's not even rapping on the album. And so, um, it's like him playing the flute and it's like, uh, it's kind of like, it's out there, you know, like, but like he I said like- that, uh, he, the, the whole album is about wind and uh, breathing and that's been something that i've been really focused on over the last couple weeks and then also like described the idea of like of doing things that you don't when you don't know what the fuck you're doing just doing it Mm -hmm. and um and being like life being like a roller coaster and like uh riding with your hands up like he just said so many things that i'm like yes yes like um and it reminded me of like our um episode um where we're saying like you know like i'm okay not knowing and so it felt like, okay, like, I'm not the only one. <laughs> <laughs> the, um, yeah, I'm okay not knowing. Yeah, that's really inspiring. I'm glad that you found some music that really resonates with um, your mood at the moment, because that's so such a vibe for sure. You um, shoot me the album, so that way I can take a look at it as well. I am. I'll send it over to you after we record. And uh, today, uh, so excited because we have Stan, the gay man with us back. Yes. How are you guys? Hi, Stan. I'm good. You heard what how, how I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> Stan, how are you? Uh, curious always, too. Ooh, curious, curious. Ooh, I love that theme for this episode. <laughs> what are you curious about? Uh, you know, I've always been, you know, uh, bi-curious. Mm. Oh, Mm-hmm. By curious, that sounds like something that you put in your profile to get some uh, DL action. <laughs> yeah, 
<laughs> Sounds like he's been there before. <laughs> How many times do you have to go there to know that you're not just curious anymore? <laughs> One, two, three licks to the center of the table. <laughs> I'm stand curious. Stan. <laughs> I see that crush is still going. <laughs> it is. We haven't found any time to cuddle or like I've 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 given him some good hugs uh here and there on our runs. Uh and Stan's been bringing it, but uh he hasn't brought the cuddling just yet. Yeah, well, Stan even said it wasn't gonna happen. I know. He's looking at us like all like, well, I never promised it. (laughs) I mean, if you're lucky, who knows? And I think that you're a pretty lucky person, brother. I do feel like I'm lucky. I'm I'm fucking lucky. Maybe host like a pajama party. Okay. That's Um, okay for Stan coming in with a fucking on the DL way to do things. No, I'm just going <laughs> to Wait. I want you to describe this pajama party. What does it look like and what are we doing? Well, we're we're wearing pajamas. Okay. Uh we we have like, you know, like hot cocoa. Hmm. Okay. Maybe there's a fire and okay. um it's just uh people just hang out and cuddle. Oh. I like this. That sounds so wholesome. You got a fireplace? No. Fuck, I don't either. <laughs> you just put on a Netflix fire station. Okay, I can get down with that. <laughs> That's it. Um, the thermostat to like 80. Yep. <laughs> just heat that room up. Oh, we're getting off topic. We what, are. What's even the topic at this point? Because I just want to... <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I know my sister's getting a little hot too because she's uh, been dreaming about like being with these gay boys, and so what? Uh, my yeah, I don't think that you you know this because we haven't. Uh, um, she just shared it with us last episode, so you're like, wait, what? Like, but uh, hot mama revealed that she was having this fantasy of like uh, being with t- two gay boyfriends uh, while they're munching on each other. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there's a lot of uh, men out there that would you know, satisfy that fantasy for you. Do you think though, honestly, that there's a lot of men out there that like would fucking swallow a cock, but then, yes. also, <laughs> but then also be down to fuck some pussy. Yeah. Wait, there's more men out there wanting to do that than there are gay men. You know what I mean? Hmm, no, I don't know what you mean because I have not even looked one, one second and here I am. No. So yeah, yeah, no, I, I spent a lot enough time online to know that there's a, a lot of kind of straight-ish men out there. Uh-huh, but they're curious and they and they want cock in their body. They would they would feel much more comfortable with a woman in the room. <laughs> I, I will show, I will help you what to do with one. Let me see. I don't know what guys Stan is talking about, but uh he you did remind me of uh <laughs> one of the things I loved about the album. I'm still stuck on, on Andre 3000. I'm going to take us there because I'm fucking like all over the place right now. But one of the songs was called uh, The Slang w- Word Pussy Rolls Off the Tongue with Far Better Ease Than the Proper Word Vagina. Do you agree? Wait, what? That's a song title? Yes. <laughs> Do you agree, sister? You just used pussy instead of vagina. <laughs> it's because I'm more vulgar, I feel like. And I feel like pussy is more like kind of uh easier to say than vagina like vagina's hella proper like i wouldn't call be like let me suck that penis i'd be like (laughs) 
I've never heard a good word for vagina. I don't, I don't like vagina. I also pussy also makes me like, but that might be because I'm because I'm gay. <laughs> because I don't know. I I think that you miss uh, some vagina in your life. The way he lit up when I, when he found out that I wanted some fucking wanted to see like some fucking some uh, shit. Right he was like, "Wait, what did she like? What did she go, do?" Not to go way off topic, but me and me and uh, me and uh, this guy, uh, <laughs> me Uncle Mickey, <laughs> Uncle Mickey. Um, that yeah, I I would totally be into like a you know I could be into a uh, you know female to male trans person. So oh it's, not, it's not a generally focused thing for me. I want I want to fool around with the trans so bad. Like, um, I feel like a trans woman. Mm, let me let me get my fucking mouth on that for a second. I was, yeah. Whew. Anywho, I, okay. So I walk a fine line here because I don't want to objectify people that are trans. Um, but it is like something that I like. I'm attracted to, right? And uh, not the one that you described. Everybody. So. What? We objectify everybody. Just to leave trans people out of that is is actually transphobic, right? Okay. Well, okay. Well, you said it. Everybody has their moment because they can all get it. Like my hoe friend said. <laughs> <laughs> is is Stan I, your hoe friend? <laughs> I mean, you are too, but I definitely was referring to Stan. <laughs> I love having hoe friends. I swear. Yeah, because you can talk about things like a few weeks back, somebody asked me why you're why you're doing this show. And like without like me even like having to think about it, I was like, I want to start a conversation like we want to talk about whole things that like everybody does, but nobody talks about. Mm -hmm. And so here we are talking about the things that nobody wants to say. Yes. <laughs> saying them first so that way others can feel more comfortable saying them. It's important. I mean, like, it's a conversation. It's not like, I mean, we're not uh, professionals here. We're just like friends and siblings, like trying to figure it out and sharing our experiences and what, what it's been like. Well, okay. Well, Hot Mama, um, she's um, mulling over whatever I just said. And so I'll, I'll keep us moving along. Um, Stan, the other day um, after we were running, usually we have these like, check-ins about things and like life and you said something that really stuck with me that i thought would, was a good conversation mm -hmm. um, and, and you said that you it's really important that you not lose yourself in your relationship do you remember saying that yeah and like just like sitting with that for a minute uh like what what exactly did you mean by that and let's dig in a little bit here uh while we have you today in the show Okay. Well, I, I know just personally, I'm, I can be a very codependent person, you know, and be very dependent on that other person to like activate things or, um, you know, so it's really just about like, re, it, it just, it's not nothing about the other person. It's just me and my natural kind of way I am that I don't just sit around and wait for that person to like, do what I want to do or, you know, it's like, I've got to just figure out like, okay, there are persons in my life, but I still have to like, okay, what am I, what do I want to do this week? Do I want to go see a friend? Do I want to go for a run by myself? You know, just simple things, you know, where I can get, I can catch myself just sitting in a chair and just like, kind of like stuck, you know, it's not like the person saying, 
sit there <laughs> and wait for me. Mm. I just, I just kind of just end up doing it without realizing that I'm doing it, you know, and just like remembering I'm an adult. Like I can go out the front door anytime I want, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. and go do whatever I want, um, mm-hmm. you know, to a certain degree. <clears throat> Within respect for others. Yes. Yeah. I mean, uh, we all have limits and maybe some people's limits are a little bit more than others. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like, have you found yourself, uh, like, like, why are you reflecting on this? Like what, what's been happening uh, oh, in your like, life? In some ways I just feel like, like, although in some ways I have more time than I used to, but in other ways it feels like I have so much less time and like, there's just things I used to do. Like I would take off and spend like, uh, you know, half of Saturday just hiking by myself. And I still had all the same responsibilities, but I just don't find myself doing those things anymore. And I don't find myself having the time to, which doesn't make a lot of sense. Mm. Uh, and, you know, also just like not, you know, I just, just, I want to be aware of it. So I don't, I don't not accidentally kind of creating some sort of like resentment, you know, that, that, you know, is, is all just in my own head, you know? Mm. Yeah. No, knowing when to like have that conversation. Like if it's something that you've been sitting with for a while, like first recognizing in yourself that there's something that you need that you haven't been asking for. And then like, when do you bring in your, your partner into that conversation? Yeah. I think what I'm talking about is really just mostly about me. Cause it's like, he's not stopping me from these things. Okay. You know, it's really just bad habits on my part or, you know, I, I, again, I, my, my other relationship was very long. I, I got married very young and there was a lot of great things, but there was a lot of like, we were very, you know, we, we were very enmeshed, you know? Um, mm-hmm. So just, just trying to like, you know, not, not just being aware of it, you know, kind of learning from the past, like what was good in it, what was, what could have been different. And um, yeah, just not, yeah. Just wanting to have, not be overly dependent on like one person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sister. Like, um, you, okay. You, what were you going to say first? Uh-huh. Sister, what? No, I'm curious, curious what you think. Okay. Yeah. So I kind of felt like you're, you might have to talk to the man of mystery, Stan. That's, that's who um we call your guy, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay, I got I I forgot for a second. But so only because if you you say, you know, I'm welcome to come, you know, go out the door anytime I please, which is so true. But if you were to just get up and walk out randomly during some random portion of the day when you would normally be there, he's yeah. going to be like, "Oh, well, oh yeah, I would definitely say, "Hey, I want this is what I'm going to go do." I would just then, But if you were to do that more consistently, then he would also kind of be curious, like, hey, I've noticed that may- maybe he might not say, but I feel like uh, as a partner, I would be like, hey, I've noticed that you've been taking more time for yourself and that's really amazing or something similar, you know, but it like, I feel like it should be known for him too, like, hey, I'm doing these things because I want to take care of myself too. And I'm not saying that I don't or that it's your job or anything like that. I'm just saying that like, I want it to be known that like, it's important. You should take care of yourself the way that I'm taking care of myself as well. Like, no, or is that just me, a woman who wants to talk too much? (laughs) 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 Do you ever watch uh, Rick and Morty? 
Um, no, uh-uh. the daddy says I wouldn't like it. <laughs> well, there's one episode you have to watch where it's like uh, the, the the planet is ruled all by women, and it's, <laughs> it's hilarious. It's it's so funny. <clears throat> you know, they, chaos. They, they end every every conversation with, "Do you need to talk about this? Do you want to talk about this?" You know. Oh my god! <laughs> Welcome to the show. Yeah. <laughs> I well, just, I, yeah. Well, so my sister for me, what I'm talking about yeah. is I, I just need to go and do things and not talk. My mind is like not not that I don't need to talk about it or wouldn't say something, but it's it's not about talking it over. It's just about me actually just doing those things. You know. I okay. Um, let let me uh, jump in here because I actually like I where my sister was saying like I was like that. That's something that was coming to me too, Stan, was the idea that like, um, yes, it may not involve the other person having to do anything, but when you're in a partnership, uh, part of getting to know each other and being vulnerable and growing is like sharing like what's going on in your, what's what's going on. And like, you know, and like, and so the idea of like saying like, hey, like man of mystery, like I'm uh, feeling like I might at some point be like compromising or doing things that I'm not wanting to, or that I'm not fulfilling for myself. And so these are things that are for for me that I want to do more of just so that they can help support you in making those things happen. Like, even if it's nothing they can do, like they just know that it's going on for you, you know? Like they can encourage you kind of like, I'll encourage uh, daddy, like, Hey, you haven't been on a hike recently. Like you should go for a hike sometime soon because I know that like that, that is important. And sometimes he needs help getting out as well because it it does become habit. Like you said, you just kind of just sit there and think, Oh fuck, I've been doing this for how many hours now or something. (laughs) Yeah. And, uh, and then, so my, my, my last thought about this is that, uh, Gosh, like it's important that we have this awareness of what it is that we need. And so knowing that there's a whole spectrum of listeners out there, like some people may not, may not even reach that point yet. You know, some, some people might just be in the resentment phase, like thinking like, oh, I never get to do what I want to do. Like we're always doing what you want to do. And, and Stan, you're, you're a little bit further than that. Um, but there might be some other steps included uh, to help your relationship flourish in a new way. Yeah. Yeah. And and so it sounds like for you, like you're at the point where like, you know, you're noticing there are certain things that you miss doing uh, that you really love. Um, and then just sharing those things with your partner, which I think you, I'm sure you have at this point um, so that they can help support you in that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, sister, have you ever um, been in a situation where you feel like you're like losing yourself uh, to in a relationship? Um, yes, 1,000, a hundred million percent. Yeah. yeah. Anything you want to share that kind of like, uh, resonates with you as we talk about it? Um, yeah, it, I lost my identity, like my own identity and I became some, like, and it wasn't necessarily, um, a romantic relationship, but it was when I became a mom, I totally mm. like just lost myself. And then all I was, was my, my daughter's mom, you know? And then I felt like mm. there was nothing more to me. Like I didn't have any friends or like there wasn't much, you know what I mean? And then that's when I had to like step outside of my comfort zone. And, uh, I, I had to talk with uh daddy and I told him because I did feel vulnerable enough to share that with him, what I was going through internally. And mm. then, my my sweet husband tells me, 
well, I'm your friend. I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, like you know, just this, like uh, this last week we went out, we had dinner with like a group of friends. It was like a group of eight. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it, it, it's just, sometimes you just got to be around other people. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It was, that was a tough moment. And, and then it wasn't even like me with, um, I've, I've learned over like, so that was like five years ago, probably that I had that kind of epiphany where I felt like I had lost myself. And Mm -hmm. so since then I now choose to do things, um, like away from daddy and the family. And, and at first, oh boy, did I have guilt, like leaving, you know, like you shouldn't Mm -hmm. be doing things on your own. You should always include, you know, your family or whatever. But then I'm like, no, no, I can't. Like, I absolutely can't. And so now I do things like for myself, by myself, or even sometimes with like other friends, you know, like just a small group or something mm-hmm. like it's not that big of a deal to do things um, without him now. And uh, <clears throat> and he's supportive of that. At first, he would kind of like tease me like or like make jokes like, oh, when are you going to be back or something? And then I'm just like, listen, sir, like <laughs> I'm going to need some time and I'll be back. And I would never be gone for so long. <clears throat> Anywho, yeah. I'm running on now. But stepping outside of my comfort zone was a big way to kind of like regain that identity and uh, kind of like figure out who I was mm-hmm. outside of that relationship that I had. Yeah. Did you ever have anything like that, brother? Yeah, I'm thinking about that right now. And I'm thinking about how like life feels almost like always rediscovering who I am. Um, and and just when I think I know who I am, uh, something new is uh discovered and I'm like, oh fuck, like that's part of who I am too. Like and and so being open to exploring and uh and and not being like set in a certain identity is something that I'm like thinking about right now when you ask me that. You know, um, and so, so more specifically, like, uh, there have been a couple times over the like uh, the last year where, like, I'm, I was asking myself, like, who, who am I? Like, like, am I like, I identify as my career, and when I don't have that career, like, I don't fucking know who the hell I was. Mm-hmm. And I've been really, really like sitting with that for the last year uh, because I've gone through this, this transition of uh, who I am uh, professionally. Um, and so, so that's been something I've been like, uh, sitting with for a while, but then in a relationship, I think about, um, early in my younger years when, um, there were guys I was dating that were, uh, into drugs and, uh, and doing things that like, I was, I was pretty young. And then like, I didn't have like any exposure to some of that part of the gay culture, um, until I was dating these people and, and, like realizing like, oh, like I, that's not uh, an identity that I want to be connected with is like somebody that does drugs, like recreationally, like all the fucking time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm talking about like, I mean, I love smoking weed and still trying to figure out my relationship with that and some balance. Right. But I'm thinking about other things like that. I saw that were really prevalent uh, in the gay world. There's uh, a difference between like, mm-hmm. um, like weed, which is like, pretty natural you know what i mean you can just grow mm-hmm. that shit and then there's other things that are kind of like 
more chemically balanced, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Where's a scientist at? We need a scientist. (laughs) So I feel like there's a difference there too. You know what I mean? Like um, in as far as recreation goes, like if you're at a bonfire and they're passing the joint or something like no big deal, like not even saying that one thing is bigger than, but more often, you know, than others, then perhaps it can become a, a thing. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like it, it depends too. like some some people may be like an absolute no, like I, I don't want to smoke weed. It makes me feel weird. And so that's them like listening to their body and saying, like, I've had this experience and I don't want it. But then like some uh, in other cases, like there might be things that are not as natural as marijuana uh, um, that I, you know, like like ecstasy or um, meth. Uh, oh, love this. And that was the shit back in the day. What's what's fizzing for for our listeners? Not for me because I fucking know what that is. Fizzing is um, ecstasy, so that's what that's what they call rolling or thizzing or something like that. And um, back in the day, I have not seen, I have not found pills. Not that I've, you know. But anywho, um, one thing I wondered, brother, um, because Mm. I'm hearing that drugs are um, what's the word prevalent or prevalent prevalent. talking about a prevalent in the gay community um do you know anybody like who's maybe like kind of gone down the rabbit hole like do you have friends possibly like who you know of that like kind of like shit man you knew they could have been something if they wouldn't have been on that shit yes i do Mm. and before we get into that like i'm curious what stan is thinking like do you uh enjoy some of these things that we're talking about like where do you stand in this uh yeah i've um yeah i've never had like a drug problem i've never gotten to like hard drugs but i've experimented with a number of things and i'm not really super opposed to a little recreational (laughs) drug use um uh you know i've I've definitely know people in my life that have had major drug issues i think being more in our 40s now there's a lot of people that are like kind of like you know on the other side of that that they kind of like spend a lot you know so um yeah so i i've you know i'm not I'm not super you know but like just even meeting someone i always love to have like a drink you know but i'm not an alcoholic i don't drink every day i don't drink huge amounts of alcohol but i you know i like it socially mm-hmm. uh, I've, I've tried ecstasy a, a few times i don't it doesn't quite work for me i think um i don't ever have the experience that like that hot mama's describing you know i've never had that experience that you're supposed to have you haven't thizzed? Um, I yeah, yeah. I think, <laughs> it's like okay, but I'm like, eh, it doesn't. Mm. What Just, year was it? Because if it was in the early 2000s, um, and you didn't get a good pill, I'm so sorry. If, you, <laughs> if it was after 2010, it's understandable why you didn't have a good. Uh, it was after 20. The, the last time I had it, I mean, it was stuff that was like tested, you know, for what it was and purity and all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, Oh, you got some scientist friends, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Something Miguel have talked about, which is, is a more in the gay community than in this straight, is is a G GHB. Um, What's that? It's oh god, I don't know what it, what does it stand for. I don't know, but I'll uh, I'll get us to Google while you continue sharing but how it makes you um, feel. Yeah, it's it's uh, it. You know, it's kind of, I think it's called liquid ecstasy sometimes. Okay. So it, it's fairly short acting, lasts, you know, like an hour and a half, two hours. 
it just really gets you in in the mood, you know, and it really kind of lowers your inhibitions and stuff like that. So it's one of those things that sometimes has a bad reputation because people make a lot of bad choices on it. Yeah. It's also, it comes in a liquid form, so it can be easy for people to overdose on it if they're not paying attention. And it's really dangerous to mix it with any alcohol at all. So oh. when you, you, it is, it's also called, it is the rape drug, you know, is oh. what drinks drinks to get them to pass out. Oh, um, fuck Louise. So, so people in the gay community use this like on like a regular, not a regular, but like it's more common. Um, ah. I think depending on the community, probably more in like a city atmosphere. I don't think it's as prevalent as maybe it used to be. Um, Uncle Maggie has facts. What do you got? Okay. Uh, <laughs> I don't know where to start because we only have a couple more minutes. Uh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe we're just scraping the surface and then we'll come back to it again when we are with you again, Stan. Uh, but uh, GHB um, stands for gamma hydroxybutyrate. So that's the scientific name for GHB. Um, it says that it's an illegal drug. It's a party drug. Okay. Um, and some of the things that Stan said are true, like you, you shouldn't mix that with alcohol. I've seen uh, people passed out in front of bars, like on G, uh, not having a very good time and be like totally incoherent and not knowing what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so, so it's, it can be dangerous, but I, I, I assume that there are some really nice feelings that come from it. Okay. Um, and, um, if people are deciding to try that or do it, um, by no means are we condoning it, but I'm saying like, Hey, like everybody has their things that they want to explore. And so that might be something to maybe just like do some research, get it tested before you try it. Those kind of things, you know, I've totally tried popper since listening to this <laughs> podcast. <laughs> what? totally well, yes and uh what was it episode 12 what do gay horses eat when we uh talked about uh poppers with stan somehow we always come back to drugs stan why is yeah. that the poppers is great because poppers just is like two minutes you know and it's like it doesn't you know it doesn't have a lasting effect and you just you know it's like okay great you know for me that and it's it is i mean it's it's you know you can buy it legally you know it's not um mm-hmm so taboo kind of it's more like just easier because it's in and out done i we started by talking about losing yourself yeah and then that's how we got to this conversation (laughs) i'm starting to think again like okay like some of these things like i'm gonna fucking lose myself if i do them and not really be fully in the moment or present uh and so i mean gosh like um in the last couple minutes that we have like i think that it's important for me to call out the idea of like uh synthetic uh drugs versus like natural drugs that exist like in nature right um and the difference and then also knowing that like and all through life we're trying to find balance and so just like all the other things like not eating too much cake or like uh not um being addicted to our phone like trying to find some balance with whatever it is that we're exploring and making sure that that's something that we uh are continually like conscious of yeah i don't think personally i just don't have i don't have the uh, I've never had like an issue with drugs. Like I've never drawn to like do things again and again. And I definitely have never gone yeah. down the meth, you know, I, nothing like that at all. Um, that, so n- nothing that's been like addictive, you know? So like on the natural side, like I've, I've always been, I like mushrooms, not, I don't take them to the point where you have like, you know, a psychedelic event, mm-hmm. but more like 
more like the effect is almost more like having a few drinks, you know, like two or three drinks. Makes me, you know, you loosen up a little bit, you feel good. Um, But yeah, I think it, you know, I think it going back to the whole prevalent in the gay community. I think again, there is just like, there's, it's just difficult. There's some shame. And so it's really easy to get hooked Mm -hmm. on the drug part to always, you know, ease that over. Um, And then Mm -hmm. don't really get past that. Then, you know, I mean, I think just drinking and drugs are, are, are definitely from what I know, more, more problematic in the gay community than, than in general. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know, like I want to get some facts about this, but I totally agree, Stan, um, like pointing out that this is prevalent because of uh, some of the shame that we might carry uh, being gay and um, having gay sex, you know, like um, I've, sh- I've shared in the past, like how we still carry these like things with us through life until we work through them. And I think drugs is a way for people in the gay community to escape those feelings of feeling like worthless or like not normal or like wrong, you know, does that make sense, sister? That totally makes sense for sure. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, uh, you, you talked about mushrooms and, uh, I don't do that very often, but it is one of my favorite things. Um, and so drugs can also help us have like life-changing experiences. And so I'm thinking about like ayahuasca and like the use of those kind of drugs that are, uh, maybe more natural, uh, that have been used for like thousands of years for healing. Uh, this is a healing podcast, so I think it's important to mention those two. You know, uh, have any of you ever done those? Um, mushrooms, yeah, but ayahuasca, no, no. We have some homework to do, sister. Yeah, I like to, um, do them in small doses, like how yeah. Stan was saying, the microdosing kind of with the mushrooms. I feel like it's easier to um, enjoy them like that instead of fucking eating a whole eighth and tripping balls. Like, I feel like um, yeah. balance, balance, right? Yes, <laughs> I had that kind of time in college plenty of times, and I'm just not looking for anything that intense. Yeah. No, and it's always never like uh, as good as it was the first time. And so, you know, like. When I was a young teenager, my first uh, mushroom trip, like, wow, like I uh, had an epiphany that like, if you are smiling that like, that can change the world. And that was my trip the whole night. <laughs> God, be fucking 19 again. No, I no, couldn't no, stop no. smiling. <laughs> and he hasn't stopped smiling since. <laughs> no. I haven't stopped smiling and I haven't stopped trying to change the world. And so here we are on the love fix. Uh, you know, like just trying to figure it out and being open to talking about these things. We really appreciate you, Stan. You you always uh, kind of get us to uh, th- talking about things that maybe we never talked about before. And this is one of those uh, publicly. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, well, um, we'll see you again in the future. I'll see you in the morning time for a run and my hug that I'm going to collect. Okay. Sounds good. Um, uh, you have a good rest of your night. Yeah, you guys have a good night. Bye. All right. Well, that's a wrap for now. Tune in next week for your dose of the love fix. And if any of you lovers out there want to give us the deets on your latest date or tell us something that you enjoyed about today's episode, email us at thelovefix at gmail.com. Remember, that's triple X. Like Auntie Rue says, if we can't love ourselves, then how the hell are we going to love someone else? <laughs>